Welcome back to Recap, the podcast where we cover some of the latest news featured on our social media pages and beyond. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters, and we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. At least that's normally what happens, uh, as you've as you've heard. Uh, there have been some recent events that we'd like to just go ahead and cover today. So instead of covering social media news, we're going to cover some uh, breaking news, as it was, right. and uh, see where we're all landing in that regard. But as always, or as mostly always, I'm your host, Joshua Hyde. With me today in the studio, oh, oh it feels so good to say that, is the greatest writer of all time, Anthony Arnold. Nice to see you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. And with us again today is a good friend of mine, Mr. Taylor Waka Waka Waka. I'm just kidding. His name is uh, Wackawick. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Wackawick. Say hi, hi Taylor. Hi. How are you gentlemen doing this fine morning? I'm doing great. I Like you, happy to be in the studio. So happy we get to come back to doing this Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's wonderful. I mean, it's another day breathing against my will, but, you know. <laughs> Typical Taylor. It's fine. It's fine. Be a downer. That's right. I'm, That's I'm, trying, right. I'm trying to uplift us here. That's right. And you're like, oh, breathing against my will. <laughs> Bruh, like, what do you expect right now with the state of the world? You know what? That's fair. That's fair. And we're going to talk about some of the states of the world. I see me use that transition. <laughs> There's talking about... The state of the world. Uh, let's talk about first the state of of our legislation. We just had an election. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I hope you all participated. Yes. Who did you? Well, not not. No, that's one of the questions I was asking. the The first question I want to ask all of you and post this in the comments: Did you vote? Yeah. In this election, yeah. did you vote? And if you did, who did you vote for? And don't lie about whether or not you voted. We see the turnout numbers. They're Actually, bad. yes. <laughs> you know a lot of y'all didn't vote. That's exactly why I wanted to talk about it. I don't vote if it ain't a presidential election. Really? Really, we don't. <laughs> and we've talked about this a couple different times on the show here about, like, how to motivate people yep. in the non-presidential elections. Because in many ways, they're just as important as the presidential. It's just the one that's not as advertised. Yep. Uh, but... I want to go ahead and talk about, uh, before we get started, like, what are some of the reasons we think people don't vote in situations like these? Because I'm not going to lie, like, basically all two weeks leading up to it, all of my, like, advertisements on Facebook, YouTube, everywhere was like, hey, I'm running for city council. Vote for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean... On a high level. Do people like, just, like, not care about non-presidential yes. positions? I mean, on a high level, yeah. It's that simple. We've, like, we've just totally reversed the the thinking around what elections matter and which ones don't. I mean, I've said many, many, many times, your city councilor and your mayor has way more impact on your life than the president. Just Absolutely. That, but the fact that that just doesn't quite seem to motivate people to and I it's I it's I, I think people are aware of that because they hear it so often. But truthfully, if you can't be motivated to vote in elections that matter to you, I mean Is there a way I, that we can make yeah, that any better? I don't like you know it matters. And but do just, they though? I 
there people are told consistently that local elections matter more than national ones. I think people in our circles are told that. I feel like yeah. for the for the general public, I don't think it gets thrown out as much as it does. I mean, certainly they're not going to see it on CNN. I mean, if they're watching national news, this is probably partly the decline of local news. Like, if you get your news from CNN or Fox or MSNBC, they're not talking about, like, Mayor Hoxett. It's just not a... <laughs> So not a thing that's ever going to come up on CNN. That's fair. Unless he commits, unless a scandal happens. <laughs> Very fair. And, and then it's everywhere. Right. When it's bad news, it, it yeah. goes everywhere. So maybe you're right about that. Maybe they don't know. I think that's like, in all the conversations that I've had with people that are like not as plugged in as we are yeah. politically, I think that's often what happens is either they just don't know or they don't care. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts, Taylor? Uh, so dead ass, I totally forgot it was election day until I was walking across campus and I saw <laughs> vote here in one of the buildings. Did you vote? I dead ass forgot. The fuck you think? I was walking to work. No, <laughs> I didn't even realize there was an election until literally I was passing the signs. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't go back <laughs> after work? No, I worked till like five. It's already how, done by then. How dare you? Most voting places, I mean, most when voting I saw places that, are open until like, like six or seven for that exact reason. Facts. Yeah, that's fair. They also got like two weeks of early voting. Yes. Yes, that's what I did. I mean, <laughs> two weeks prior, I didn't even know it was election day. So <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> okay, totally so, faced the fact that that was even happening. So I'm actually curious then, uh, because this isn't obviously to needle you, but I am curious because your perspective is mm -hmm. different from mine. Um, what did your ads look like in the run-up? Were you seeing ads for the election? No. Really? Not at all. Yep. Yeah. That's what I thought. Really? I, I was literally going to ask my that. YouTube, my YouTube algorithm was like was toxic. At, yes. Constantly. Yes. Before yes. My, kids, my kids were like, it's election day. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time we watch on YouTube, we're like, Bear Hawk said. <laughs> so you weren't seeing those ads. No, but I'll tell you why. And because I actually pay for like YouTube premium because I like to listen to music as I walk oh, to work. And sometimes wow. I'd like to listen to music on YouTube. Yeah. So I don't want to have my phone. I can't, obviously you can't lock your phone unless you have YouTube premium to continue you miss right. your music playing. Okay. So uh, yeah, so you, you know what? Thinking about it. No, that, no, I don't. That's Holy fascinating. Shit. I didn't yeah. even think of that. That's really fascinating because yeah, like, before streaming times, back in my day, <laughs> but like when you were watching on normal local TV, you would have seen the ads no matter what. Yeah, because it's not like you didn't have a choice, right? CBS was like, "You mm -hmm. gonna see these ads? You want to watch? You want to watch uh, Blue Bloods with Tom Selleck? You gonna see some ads?" Yep. <laughs> like, but now every you fifteen can, minutes, <laughs> right? Every fifteen. But now, I you're right because you can pay for ad free stuff. You can act. Are you, you not like avoid. a social media person then? No. So the thing is, is like I don't go on Facebook very much. Oh, and TikTok, my TikTok is yeah, I go on TikTok, but obviously TikTok is flooded with you know global news at this point because there's so much shit going on. Yeah. So it got anything wow. that would have been even like local would have gotten pushed out. Ah. Oh. We send each other Damn. funny shit all the time. Sorry, that's really oh my just, god! That oh, really damn. just kind of has blown my mind. So I don't want to say on this time. That really just kind of blows my mind, though. Yeah. That like it's possible to actually not be made aware of an mm -hmm. election. If if you yeah. if you <laughs> haven't shown the algorithm that that's something that interests you, it won't show it to you. 
Like ads are targeted. They know right. that. And if you pay for ad free, it doesn't even yeah. matter. Now, granted, I don't, I don't, yeah. I mostly watch YouTube on my computer and I have an ad blocker. So yeah. I, I don't generally get ads either. But sometimes, like, I'll watch them on, like, my Xbox. I'll watch yeah. YouTube on, like, my Xbox. Or sometimes it happens on Twitch or, like, other things along those lines where I can't right. avoid the ads. And that's basically all I saw. Yep. Was, was huh. shit for Hogsett. I can't. I can actually. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through my phone real quick and count the number of texts I received <laughs> oh. about this. Bro. Yo. Bro. Um, Text messages. Yes. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight. Going all the way back to, yeah. Going all the way back to 1015, I received eight different text messages from various people, mostly from Hogshead's office. Yep. Eight. Yep. I didn't receive jack shit. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, no, well, same here. You know what? I will say, I will say this. For some reason, like, I think it's because I've kept my area code. Um, I, it, it thinks essentially that like I'm geosynced to Northwest Indiana or Chicago. Mm. Like that, anytime. That a lot to me too. Yeah. Like it, it's almost as though it, cause there was a time when I think it was like last year or something that, um, I was getting text messages about like the, Chicago mayoral election, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't live there. I'm like, I don't oh, care. He texts me, huh? Yeah, interesting. There's like a, there's a, I, I use a VPN on my computer too, and one of the places that I connect to is San Francisco, and so often I forget that sometimes <laughs> when I buy stuff on my computer, it shows up like I bought it from San Francisco, yeah. and Sammy's like, Dude, we just got hacked. What? Somebody bought something in San Francisco. Yeah. And I was like, no, that was me. That was me. I promise. Yeah. No, that was me. I, oh, I, I know. I, I, I know. You giving her panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. It's just interesting to reflect about how like these technologies we have may actually frustrate efforts to like get us involved. So, it, like, it might actually. <laughs> Yeah. It might. Uh, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about, at least in terms of, because we got other stuff we're going to cover. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up was like the nature of uh, advertising in in these electoral spaces and how I think we can use that to better make people aware. Because it's it's pretty clear like they they obviously put money into their advertising budget every year they kind of have to yep. uh but one of the things that's like really irritating is that like most of the ads are just like hey i'm mayor joe hexett vote for me <laughs> like there, there's never really anything that feels genuine or relevant like that was the thing that really worked on like our parents and our parents parents generation not really for us yeah because what we especially like millennials and younger what we generally care about are like platforms, topics, and things along those lines. So like, no, we don't want to care or we don't want to hear about like all the things this other person did wrong that you think you're going to do better than, even though we know that you're probably not. We don't want to hear your name and just have you ask to vote for us. Like we want to know like what you actually plan on doing yeah. with like the time that we're going to spend to vote for you. And so... I wonder if changing the way that some of these candidates go about their ad campaigns might help people get more involved. Um, I mean, I think it would help. I just don't think it's very likely that it will happen. That's fair. Um, 
the na- the nature of ads just makes it really difficult. They have such limited time. That's also fair. Um, and to your point, most consumers now are a combination of savvy and or cynical um, <laughs> to, the, to the point where like 15, 20 second burst messages are just not moving the needle unless now. And this it brings me great just existential pain to have to admit this unless you go the Trump route. Trump's advertising is effective because it is so unlike anything else anyone else does. That is very fair. You will know a Trump ad. Oh, yeah. You'll be like, damn, that is, <laughs> that is an ad. Yes. <laughs> um, and he pierces through the... The noise. He pierces through the noise. He doesn't pierce through the cynicism, but he pierces through the sort of savvy that leads to like a inherent sort of, we dismiss this out of hand because we've seen it so many times. He punches right through that. Yep. Like the minute that dude comes on TV, like whether you want to, whether you want him to grab your attention or not, he does and grabs other things. <laughs> Who whether damn. you want him to. Damn. Who damn. Oh, oh that, was, that was good. Right. That was good. That caught me. That caught me off guard. Give me one sec. I'll that be caught right me back. off guard. Damn. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, as the guess to answer your question, I mean, they could choose a more forceful, blunt messaging style that would be effective, but that I think is also just at odds with how most politicians are trained and taught. That's fair. Um, that's why Trump does it. Trump doesn't know you're not supposed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and and that might have led to some, if not a majority of his success, is that he was yeah. just different. Yeah. I mean, you think about his first appearance when he rides down this golden escalator oh, and it's God, like, yeah, you know, you're like, you're not supposed to do that. No. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> That's how I'm you like, advertise. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to my campaign riding down a golden escalator saying some nonsense, but you're not, you can't do that. You, you can. You can. Technically, no one, <laughs> no one can stop you. Right. And it but, worked. The clip was played endlessly. We still remember it. Yes. Here, here's a question. We're politically savvy people. How did Joe Biden launch his campaign? Could anybody tell me? No. No. I don't remember. But that's the thing. He didn't, though. He didn't, like, launch it. They right. literally were just, like, they pushed Joe Biden into into the spotlight and was like, here you go. Right. He's not trying. And I was like, the fuck? Right. But we don't know really it's straight it up like any primary, right? No. No. Except Trump. And the thing is <laughs> the, <laughs> the thing is though with Biden, like literally that man was dazed and confused when they pushed him out there. He had no clue what the fuck was going on. Throwing heat. Taylor throwing heat. Absolutely. But no, so yeah, I mean they they could take a Trumpian approach to punch through the noise. I I wonder if we can like so I part of my thought is if we get like younger people yeah in office I wonder how likely they might change their ad idea because I feel like that granted it it would be it would not be as uh it would be more tactful than Trump's, I would assume. <laughs> I would hope so. But in, in general, I, I do think adding some more of that might be generally useful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little 
what is it called? It verve, a little like a little yeah, a little abrasiveness, a little God, I don't know style. Swag, Anything to set you apart, yeah. like whatever, something right. charismatic. Yeah, charismatic. I mean, charisma. A little more like, of that, yeah. Because that's the thing is, <laughs> it's funny because I was talking with some of the uh, the college kids that I work with, and I was talking about how like they're like, I don't know why we like you, like, and I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> A part of me is like I'm insulted, but another part of me is like that's fair. And I was like, it's literally just because. Charisma, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And I'm like, "Y'all literally say Riz every five seconds. The fuck do you think that came from?" Every five seconds. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, actually. Um, but you can't. The problem, of course, is you can't teach that. Yeah. Like you got no, you you can't. Like I've been saying, people have been listening to me. Francine's about to laugh out there because you know who I'm about to talk about, my boy DeSantis. I've been saying he ain't <laughs> oh got the God. juice. I've been saying so long he ain't got the juice. He he he's never had the juice. That man is juiceless. No. Dry as a bone. Like he ain't got it. You put him in a room with people and they come out liking him less. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. bro, like, <laughs> like, that's just what it is. There's, he ain't got it. They're like, your general existence annoys right. the fuck out of me. Well, Please right. go away. I feel like he's not really like a person. Right. Like, he's like a character. He's not. He's automaton. Yes, yeah. he is. I swear to God. And I think that's part of the reason why people hate him. And at least right. that that's part of the reason why people liked Trump is because they, they right. knew who he was. Right. He had spent, like, a, a huge amount of time, like, fashioning his image well yep. before yep. he ran for president. So like yep. people knew who he was and they didn't always know what and, he was about, but and to his again to his credit I suppose, he does not speak in talking points and I this drives political people crazy, <laughs> but that's how real people talk. Yeah. Real people don't talk in talking points. No, they don't. They kind of meander and wonder and then they go off topic and then 20 minutes later they go back to topic and they're like what was I talking about? He talks like an actual real human in that he just meanders along and sometimes he says things that don't make sense and then he circles back and you're like but man what were you what was I saying? What did I come here to talk about? I don't know I forgot. <laughs> anyway about they, that they don't just like throw out buzzwords <laughs> and, and make fake sentences right, and yeah. Right and you see political ads and you're like these are just talking points and I Literally. know this isn't how you talk Yeah, like if I was to talk to Mayor Hoxett I, like, I don't think you talk like that in real life. So then why are you family. talking like that on your ad? Right, like, not your friends. It's not how yeah. you talk. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so they could improve by, yeah, some authenticity, <laughs> even if it makes for a rougher, less polished ad, I think it would make for a more effective ad because it would make you look like an actual person. <laughs> I think that, I think you're right on that. Like, because that's the main thing that everybody, I, so I think it, he didn't really punch through. Son of a bitch. Sorry. He didn't really punch through, um, like, the whole white noise of politicians, I think, because of the way that he talked. I think it was just, like, the bullshit that he said. Yeah. Oh, because so it was just all emotion. Right. It, it, all it was was, like, emotional feeling instead of, like, hey, what's actually, like, let's actually figure out what's going on in society and let's try to fix it. Yep. And he's like, nah. The world's crazy. Fuck them Mexicans. Yep. Fuck them. Like everything. Yep. And I'm yep. like, yep. And then you got, you know, 
Miss Sandy over here and fucking Becky mm. being like, oh, he's the greatest fucking president of all time. Like, bitch, you can't even tie his shoes. Shut the fuck up. Right. But then you also end up with this. And I, when the primary was happening, I was like, people were like, well, we should counter him by like explaining our tax plan. No. That's but, not an effective no. counter. No. Nobody. Because he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give it, a shit. It will not work. You lost them. Right. Yep. You lost them already. Right. They're like, well, this is, you know, he's talking about building a wall, but here's my, here's, here's what I'm going to do. You know, here's a 10 page, you know, Elizabeth Warren, like I have a, I have a plan for that. Nobody cares. And, I, and I'm not Nobody saying cares. that they, they shouldn't. I think they should care. Oh, they absolutely should have. But they don't care. Yeah. About your plans. Like, no one has been elected. Pre- I don't know if anyone's ever been elected president on the back of, I have some plans. That's not <laughs> how this goes. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all think people were like, oh, Barack Obama has some good plans. They was like, that man gives some good speeches. That man was they black. Saw, that man was black and he speaks well. Was black. That, that was basically all it took. Do you think George Bush had a plan? Yep. No. What about George Bush's screen plan in 2000? He wasn't even supposed to be president. He's like, I lost the election. I'm as shocked to be here as you are. <laughs> man. You think Bill Clinton was like, here's my plan. I'm going to play the sax on a city hall. <laughs> oh. I don't know what no, but he plays that. a mean solo. I'm just saying. <laughs> You know he planned that. He right. was like, I can't, right. I can't actually like right. associate my, my, or my uh, deal with these white, hall. these black people. But let me do this. Right. You talk about, you talk about charisma. Like he was like, my plan is to go on Arsenio Hall and just inject yep. charisma <laughs> into directly, the, into directly the right TV. <laughs> and y'all talking about right my the tax fuck plan? Up. Please. <laughs> right. People want entertainment. So this is all part of in- advertising, like. Have use whatever charisma. I know these people have charisma. Oh, yeah. You can't make it that far in politics with no charisma. They have it. They've no. just refused to use it because they have been conditioned that that's not how you practice politics. I think that should change. Uh, it's going to have to change. I mean, because we're talking about elections. Have we seen the polling for next year about Biden versus Trump? It's not good. <laughs> Biden was, <laughs> according to the last poll, he was trailing in like five of the six battleground states. To Trump, I'm like whatever yeah, you're but doing. Like, let's isn't think working. about who actually goes to polls. Like who actually does the polls? Because I feel like none of our generation, maybe the older side of the millennials, but none of our generation really does polls because we don't give a fuck about it. Because we know, especially after these, you know, past couple of elections, we know they don't mean fucking shit. But but there's still the older generation who our generation are generation also doesn't vote. So also fair. You ain't wrong. <laughs> also you ain't wrong i know several of my friends have not voted for the last three elections yeah. for those reasons the polls accurately reflect the age group that's going to vote yes <laughs> yeah you're right yes you're right so much to our disappointment so you know this all ties into this election stuff i mean if you are a left-leaning person and and you are looking at the polls next year and you are wondering you know why is this race still this close? What do we need to do to ensure that Trump doesn't get another turn at the wheel? I mean, maybe try some different advertising strategies. <laughs> well, well, we got to wonder if Trump's even going to be able to run in the election. You can run for office from jail. I, yes, you you can. This doesn't make sense. It it bothers me that he's going to Yeah, have but a if chance, you're a felon, I don't think you can. Him. Yeah, you can be on the ballot as a felon. Yeah. You, yeah, fuck. 
Yeah. Either way. You can't Either vote way. as a felon, but you can run for president as a felon. The yep. fuck? What? Fuck yep. <laughs> well, I mean, it. we know that that was really only a thing to stop black people from voting. Yeah. But either way, yeah, we don't need to get yeah, to that right, right now. Yeah. That's a whole different topic for a whole different day. But yes. But speaking about different topics. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and, and give some lip service to uh, the money that we're sending overseas. Because that's another big thing Woo! that's going on right now that a lot of people hate. So uh, yeah. oh, what are man. what are some thoughts on that? I know that's a that's a very loaded topic. <laughs> it's such a loaded topic, and I'm trying to. Think. If, if you want, I can start. Please do. Okay, so uh, in order to actually understand how I feel about this, I, I have to uh, explain something that I like to call the billionaire paradox. Okay, right. So I think that everyone who has or uses a billion dollars for any reason is a supervillain. And here's why. It, the research has been done that, can, that has proven that with about, about a billion dollars, or I think it's actually about half of that, I think it's like five, $500 million, it is possible to do things like end hunger in America. Yeah. Not not just in in general, but forever. Yeah. To put the systems in place that will do things like end American hunger or even some cases joblessness would take about half a billion dollars. And you mean to tell me that we sent that much money like four times over? Yeah. To support a war? Yeah. That's some sort of I wouldn't shit, even right? call it a war. Like, you have to, you have to, this is the, again, the reason why I think like billionaires are fucking, are supervillains. You have to wake up and choose not to end American homelessness yeah. and hunger and instead do other shit with your money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, this is why, this is why I call it the billionaire paradox. If, as an example, we took like the amount of money that a billionaire has and the amount of money that say I have, yeah. right? The amount of money it would take from like Jeff Bezos to do that. Like if, if he was to just yeah. give up enough money to do that, it would be the same cost as me making or me buying, spending enough money on like a, a functioning gaming PC, yeah. like somewhere around about 2000 or $3,000 yeah. for me, which is like 10% of my income, yeah. right? If... We could get Jeff Bezos to do that, or any anybody who has at least three billion dollars or more. If we can get them to at least give the American public ten percent of their income, we could end so many problems yeah. we have in America. But they wake up and choose not to do that shit every day. That's super villain behavior right there. This is my favorite take you've had, simply because, like, in my head, I'm like. So like Jeff Bezos is like a supervillain and Elon Musk, but I'm like also like Taylor Swift, which is the funniest thing to me to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm Fuck him. Like, I'm like, I'm kind of into it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, huh, Taylor Swift. It's like a breaking bad term. I'm like, I, I like that. Hold on. <laughs> now, but, now, don't get me wrong. No, 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 I, no, I don't, no, I don't I personally though, yeah. think, I, I know that Taylor does yeah, a lot more no, for people. Yeah. But like but in general, like yeah. if you have $11 billion, like what? Why? Right. Why? Why yeah. do you live in a country that you were refusing to help? Right. That's supervillain shit. Right. No, and I do. Uh, I mean, seriously though, like on a serious note, like I, I think that 
in and of itself is true. And I also think this point about overseas spending is so complicated because as a general rule, I start from the position of I am in favor of because um, like that is part of consensus building on a global scale. Oh, yeah. I think it becomes really difficult when you see so much need domestically. And then you have to look at, well, why are we spending internationally and what are we supporting internationally? And it becomes complicated because you go, well, if we didn't spend it, somebody else would. Right. This gets us into like the supporting of like armed of wars, you know, supporting of Israel, supporting of Ukraine. I think the problem becomes Ukraine, Israel, every other country, they have money. They are going to buy arms. If we are not selling, they will buy them from somewhere else. It's, it's not a, it's not a question of like, could you cut them? You cannot cut them off. Because the global arms deal, the global arms market exists. Now, we, we are an active participant in it, obviously. Yeah. But we are not the only participant. I mean, we see this throughout Africa where Russia has made it practice of, like, using arms trades to build relationships. China, increasingly, as they've ramped up their military spending, this has become something that they've become more adept at is exporting military spending elsewhere. So the, the missiles, the weapons, the guns, the bullets, they will be bought from somebody. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that, like, it's a bad thing that we're sending money there. Yeah. I think my specific issue is how much. Like, the the general amount that is being sent and all of the problems that that same amount of resource could fix here. Yes. That's my problem. Um, but, and this is, I guess, a question for the progressive movement more than anything else or for left-leaning people because if the belief is that like if you're supporting even if you're not supporting aid or supporting war if you're supporting aid more broadly in a moral human sense their lives are as valuable as the lives of americans and in many cases their need is greater now politically they are in fact not as important as americans like, like, just as a political statement, yeah. Like, yeah. What, what happens to people in other countries is less important than what happens to people here politically, yeah. not morally. Do not snippet this. In <laughs> <laughs> <Be> like, <laughs> don't take me out of context. Don't take me out of context. Morally, their lives matter as much, and their need is greater in many cases. <clears throat> so, are they not? So, so from a, and I think because the progressive movement oftentimes tries to orient itself around like broad moral causes i think this causes an inherent tension right it's like we want to bring things home domestically and we would withdraw some from internationally but their lives matter just as much right no Um, see i would i would disagree on that and the reason for that is because i think that the progressive movement is coming from a different perspective than like oh those people's lives matter or like their hardship is greater it's like for me, the thought process is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You cannot be given away resources when you yourself cannot. Uh, like, let's put it into like a family perspective. You can barely pay the bills as it is. 
sometimes y'all go up without eating a day or, you know, maybe you don't have a meal a day. And then you come and find out that the head of the household, dad or mom, went and gave money to somebody down the street because, oh, well, they haven't eaten in two days. But we still got to eat. Like, now you're telling me that you have money. You, as the, as the people who are running this household, you have the money to, to be able to eat. help us. Yes. And you aren't even letting anybody else, like, you are just giving that away. No, like, we, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is you have to fulfill the lower level before you can even go to the next one. Like, if you can't fulfill the lowest level, you ain't going nowhere. And that's the thing I think a lot of progressives are looking at is we, there's so much hardship currently in America. I mean, for God's sake, Germany literally has set up a whole ass charity for feeding children in America. The fuck? <laughs> like, what? But that's that's my problem with any type. Of, like, I actually really don't necessarily care too much about foreign spending. I care about what it's going towards, what we're supporting. And I think, I think maybe right now with everything going on globally, that's the big reckoning that's happening right now, is we are literally in the same breath as America supporting the, you know, the right to be able to exist as your own sovereign nation, i.e. Ukraine. And then literally borderline genocide at that point in the Middle East. Like it, it is so How out of pocket can I be? Like not out of pocket in like a legal sense, uh, but like Well, no, you're you're a guest, Taylor. You're you don't speak for Pointcast. You're allowed to say whatever you want to say. I'm I okay. as the as the show host, I am giving you the freedom to say whatever is on your mind because at this point I want to Okay, hear. cool. <laughs> and I will also say the fact that like I work cuz I work for Indiana University. I don't represent Indiana University's opinion, just in case some jackass wants to try and say something. No, I the fact that we literally are funding a genocide of a people in Palestine, like that's it. They're, they're, everybody now wants to say, oh, it's so complicated. Really? No, it has not been complicated. Now we realize it has not really been a complicated issue. It has been a very specific sect of Jewish thought that promotes apartheid and literally taking bombing the shit out of hospitals. You serious? Like, come on. I don't give a fuck if the head of a terrorist organization was in a hospital. I don't give a fuck. Don't bomb a hospital because you're killing somebody that should not be killed. And now we're like, oh yeah, no, Israel has the right to defend themselves. Lie to me again. Lie to me again and tell me that they're defending themselves. No, they are not at this point. They are not. You cannot say that you are literally bombing a place. You are sending high-tech, some of the highest-tech military-grade missiles into a population-dense area of, like, 2 million people, half of which are children. Children. And then y'all want to say, oh, it's because of Hamas. Get the fuck up out of my face. Get the fuck up out of my face right now. Like, no. It is not that. It is not, don't, don't ever tell me that, oh, this was a, this is a complicated matter. Not anymore. 
it hasn't think, been. I and think I think that that's something that things are complicated is just a mistake. I mean, I think I just think you're wrong. <laughs> like, I mean, I, that's like, fair. Not, that's, like, I, like, the issue is like Josh has said, I mean, you have permission to say what you speak, but Josh knows uh, Josh knows me and he knows I'm going to push back forcefully when I think it's fit. Mm-hmm. I think denying things are complicated is a horrifying mistake to make. Um, and let me clarify what I what I'm saying when complicated. I mean like the current situation. Like I don't mean the whole like Israel Palestine issue. Like as a whole, going back decades. Like I'm talking about the current what's happening right now. But even the current situation is still complicated. I mean, your point about a Hamas leader being in a hospital is well taken. But even that, the, the it, it prevent it provides you with the basic challenge, and this is something we really we don't actually have time to dig into. No, I, that's we, why we I, I'm assuming that's why I, my Josh didn't put it on the topic. Yeah, I assume that was why. But like the basic complication is, as you know, the basic practice of a terrorist group is to hide in the civilian population. That is their base, and that is by definition that is the first war crime. And the world, Israel, us, has yet to discover a solution for that problem. I suspect one does not exist. Yeah, I don't know. That if there, there is, would be there one. is not a way to. There's not a way to dislodge a group that insists on embedding itself in a civilian population. There's not actually a way to do that, which doesn't remove the need to try and do it. But it means you can never do it effectively without killing civilians. And that's the basic problem of like, yeah, they hide in a school. That's 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 their point. That's their existence, right? Like the world does not know how to fight against because, like, the American military or the even the Chinese military, the Russian military, even well, maybe not the Russian military, but like most militaries would not make it their practice to hide in a hospital. Yeah. So, like, when they wanted to do those evacuation uh, helicopters, right, they were trying to evacuate wounded people. One problem they ran into was that Hamas kept trying to put Hamas fighters on the helicopters to smuggle them into Egypt. This was, like, that, that so, like, the helicopters kept getting delayed because Egypt was like, no, if Hamas is on the helicopter, we're not letting the wounded people into Egypt. Like, which is a totally reasonable position for the Egyptian government to take. Like, we're not. But what do you do? Because now you have a helicopter full of wounded civilians who need help. But that helicopter also has terrorists on it. Yep. And should you serve the civilians and just run the risk that, like, they're going to go into another country? No country is willing to tolerate that. But that's why we didn't get into this. But, like... Like it's <laughs> it's not a solvable problem. Not really. It's not. And and part of the reason why I was specifically focused on the spending was I was I was trying not to get into the situation itself. Yeah. But I could tell that you were burning, Taylor. So I wanted to go ahead and let you get it off your chest. Uh yeah. But yeah, what what I wanted to focus on when I brought this up was specifically how we felt about the spending. And then how that looks from the American yeah. perspective, because 
you're right. the The situation is very complicated, or it's 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 more complicated than people think it is. And I I didn't want to kind of get into that nitty gritty because I felt like that would that would take a whole episode mm. on its own. I mean, to get back to circle back to what you asked though, look, foreign spending looks really bad to domestic audiences. I mean, I'm generally in favor of it because we spend on a lot of stuff. Foreign spending looks really bad. Trade looks really bad. Like, even though they are part of a global consensus building, and I do think they're, I think they are an important alternatives to war. Um, a point I've made, I think, on this show before is that global trade and global spending is one of the ways that we avoid like going to war with European countries again because we're all so intertwined. Right. Like Europe itself is like we have intertwined ourselves to the point where we cannot go to war again. Good. Because last time you did this, it w- you caused a world war both times. Yes. <laughs> don't ever do that again. Yes. We don't ever want Germany and France to fight again. Stop it. You did it for <laughs> centuries. Stop it. Never again can you do this. Well, they can't because they trade with each other and they send each other money and they we send them both money. And we're like, hey, we'll cut you both off. Dad is going to his son's like. Either you stop fighting or you can both get grounded. <laughs> okay, Dad, sorry. Sorry. Look, I'm going to take the debit card from both of you. But nobody, nope, nobody no more allowance for nobody. Nope. You'll both be some broke-ass bums. <laughs> I'm not going to protect either one of your countries from Russia, okay? Sit down and shut up and stop and get along. Okay. Okay. Like, but that's an important part of it, right? Yeah. Is it allows us to have influence and it allows us to avoid going to war with like, we don't ever have to worry about going to war with Germany. Because you mentioned a German point, right? But one thing that means is that, like, mm-hmm. as long as German has A programs for us and we have A programs to them, we don't really have to worry about, like, going to war with Germany again. This is us in Japan. Yeah. Like, we just, we don't have to worry about, like, another attack on Pearl Harbor. We're like, yeah, us in Japan, we just send each other a bunch of money every year. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's good. Like it lowers it's, the it's odds a, of World War Three. It it is a it is a thing. Yeah, it is a thing that that is being done. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it it as you mentioned, I, I think it it goes a long way in in preventing more armed conflict specifically. Yes. Uh, conflict, no, but armed conflict, right. yes, right, uh, right. And I I I actually. I'm under the impression that foreign spending doesn't particularly look bad, especially to us younger people, because we understand like we're in a global uh, society. I think it specifically looks bad, kind of like Taylor mentioned, when it's clear that we have the money to fix our problems and we're not. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, where a lot of us, myself included, are really like feeling bad about global spending is because we we can sit here and look at the numbers and say, wait a minute, you had the money to do all these things you told us you were going to do and you still haven't, yet we're sending that money elsewhere, regardless of what it's for. You mean we have the money to fix our problems? Why aren't we? Right. I think that's really mm-hmm. the big problem that a lot right. of us are running into. And that's that's what I, I kind of wanted to pay lip service to. Now, before before we cuz I know we got to wrap up, so I'm I'm sorry guys. I, I would love to continue this further, but I I got to I got to I got to pull my pull my uh my my host my host card and say we're going to move on. Um there's just one last thing I wanted to bring up which may end up becoming its own episode later. But uh when I when I sent you guys the the show notes, I had mentioned I wanted to do like a new thought experiment and I wanted to go ahead and just explain it. Yeah. Because I I still want to talk about it, just not 
obviously on this pod. We spent far too long talking about other things. Um, so on the America what ifs, I've generally focused on what would happen with like grand sweeping change. Like yeah. if we could, you know, change how a thing happened or if we could end up, you know, handling a thing differently, what would America look like in that scenario? Uh, I think of America, and this is the reason why I brought up this analogy when I sent you the show notes, like a house, like, yeah. right? It is a house that was built. I don't necessarily have to like how the house was built or what the house was built on, but it's the house that I live in. Yep. And I think that one thing that's a lot more beneficial to think about are ways in which the house again, now that you understand that as an analogy, can be remodeled to serve the purpose we need it to rather than thinking about what it looks like in a different house. Right. Right. And that is the general purpose of remodeling the house is what I'm going to call it. That's the reason why I keep bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the purpose of that thought experiment. We're going we're gonna to toy with that a bit more later, but I just wanted to throw that out there because you will likely be seeing that come future episodes it'll we'll probably dive into it more near the start of the next year but in general or that being said is what i normally like to start this with this podcast has been brought to you in part by oyak productions and uh a studio for podcasters and musicians and of course pointcast news to listen to any of our other podcasts please go visit our website at pointcast.news you can also find us on apple podcasts also be sure to like and follow us on facebook for more podcasts articles we didn't cover a poll but if we did, we would, we would, that would, where it would, I can't use words. That's where it would be. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me in the studio, Anthony. Thank you guys for joining me online, uh, Taylor. And I saw Nick, I, I saw you show up. I know, I know you didn't really like to talk, but I saw, I saw you show up. You're there. We know you. We know you're there. The homie. We got you. We got you. Thank you all for listening at home. We'll see you next time. Josh out.